we we keep speaking about stress a lot right and i know you have a phd in stress management tell tell me a little bit about you know in the, in the current situation how should somebody manage stress do away with stress or or what is the relationship between stress and work in the current situation this is the employee engagement podcast hey there i'm shrikant acharya ceo at offineeds.com and on this show I interview seasoned professionals and authors who have a ton of experience with recruiting, managing and growing large teams. You'll get to learn from them new strategies, philosophies, case studies and anecdotes that will help you improve employee engagement in your own organization. Let's get straight into it. So that's the most difficult question, you know what, Shrikant, when I started my PhD, I thought once I'm done with it, I'll I'll have a definite answer. That, oh, okay. So you have stress. Do these four things, and you will be out of stress. But unfortunately, when I finished my PhD, I realized that stress stress is something which will which will be more like a shadow. You know, it'll always be there. Few will reflect it. Few will showcase it clearly. Few will be strong enough to not express it. But my suggestion, or uh, probably whatever I have experiences. you cannot run away from stress your manager your family members anybody and everybody could find a solution for one particular one particular problem but tomorrow will be a different day tomorrow you'll be dealing with different people tomorrow environmental factors will change so again you will fall under something else can you run away no can you ignore it no i mean the only option is to find a better way to cope up with that situation you know and some it's not my thing but i read it and i think it it it's really useful it can be applied somebody said that you whatever situation you are in you have to put it in two parts right something that you can control and something you cannot control something you cannot control you should not take stress about it because anyway you won't be able to do much about it so just leave it but the part which is under your control give your 100% and at the end of the day at least you know that whatever was Uh, you know possible from my end i have already done it and nothing beyond that could have happened or i could have changed it so that's okay now what if i put 100% or more than 100% and i still fail will it not happen it will definitely happen there are possibilities that you know such instances will come and do we just give up or do we accept it i don't think we will be equally sad we will really be shattered for that particular day but next day we have to start new we have to accept that yes that was a past and we couldn't change that but now i have to start working on something new so this is this is the only pathway that can be defined and can be followed when we talk about stress awesome that's why it's called stress management right not stress relief absolutely um, there are only capsules stress relief but only for <laughs> hours you know four five hours <laughs> So a lot of people they used to say ankita you know what i'm stressed and that's the reason i am going for a four day trip to himachal mm. and mm. my question always used to be it's like you know the, that capsule after four hours you will be coming back to your senses right you will again realize oh that stress still so you are going away for four days but you are coming back to the same environment after right. those four days so right. running away would never help in any case right Uh, there's a very interesting question that uh, Bhavya has asked here she, on on Facebook. 
as as an hr what was the first experience you had when you made employees happy by changing some policy or process in your organization which gave that delight factor and you had that kind of aha moment saying oh yeah this this is the shift right you spoke about earlier hr's job was to put policies and make sure everybody's following and then you yeah. made a switch made them a part of policy making so when was mm -hmm. the first aha moment you had so bhavya has asked uh, probably a question which is close to every hr's heart uh, you know anybody and everybody all the delivery people just for um, you know jokingly they would say hr ke paas kaam hi kya hai you know so that 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 moment where hr ke paas kaam hi kya hai ya hr would never understand what we do because they are busy doing rangoli holi so that that moment when we involved our people in policy making that shift i could see shrikant and bhavya where they said that they are working for us when we kept claiming that we are business enablers they were like what do you mean by business enablers you are hr people but later because they defined the policy for us and they were the co-owners of all our activities or all, all our events all our policies they knew that they are here to provide that little push which is needed and whatever disturbance is there in the system they are there to address that so we can focus primarily on the work that we are expected to do so that was mm. the shift and uh, even today when we do you know the survey um, employee satisfaction survey mm. hr i have never seen hr getting 4.8 or 4.7 by the employee out of 5 but it feels good that we experience that kind of uh, rating here in the system and it's not that they are happy for us we also keep claiming that our team or our employees are such that all our initiatives are a success purely because of them so mm. it 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 is both ways awesome awesome so that must have got me on to the highway saying okay this is the way to do it now instead of instead of saying what to do let's get them involved and and uh, do it together uh, create the create the processes oh, together yes, because the, the moment you get them in the room they'll say you know what ankita this is the problem this is what we are doing and this will be the solution and which is so relevant and so logical instead of me assuming oh so this could also be the problem versus this is the problem that itself is the answer right shrigan so that really helps yeah absolutely spot on spot on i i i've loved it uh so uh Uh, we we come across this term uh, brand ambassador right the em employees can be brand some employees are brand ambassadors of the organization now what can you do to turn as many employees into brand ambassadors spokes spokesperson uh, for the organization so again uh, a very tricky initiative i i would not say that i can launch a program or i could launch uh, any initiative where i can create brand ambassadors you know it's more like preparing something and telling them to eat and before they could eat you just tell them that you know you have to tell me that this is nice because i have prepared mm -hmm. it so every organization would want that their employee should be talking really great about them which is practically not possible imagine even if a person is positive even if they really think good about your organization i tell them and i i literally you know indicate you have to talk good about my organization he will say yeah i anyway feel good about your organization i'll do that second time i go please uh, in any interview or facebook or glassdoor please write good about me he will say fine i'll do third time he will say go to hell i'll not write so sometimes when we push beyond our limits mm. we convert positives also to negatives 
So the focus, I would say, should never be on creating brand ambassadors, but focus should be on creating all the employees who value your company. You know, when when they resign before resignation, if they are coming to you and if they are saying, you know what, I have got this offer, but I'm thinking of discussing it with my manager. That means you have a brand ambassador already. People, when they resign and they wait that if somebody will come back to me and they'll ask, I'll still tell them, you know what, I have much better offer and I don't want to be retained. You will never be able to create any. So, so that's how it is. I think the focus of any organization should not be that people should become the brand ambassador, but focus of all the organization should be that my employee should be that happy that if somebody asks, maybe they are not able to talk great about the organization because they would not know everything, but they should be able to say that till the time I was there, I enjoyed my tenure and I was appreciated. Right. So that, that should be the solution. Right. Perfect. Awesome. So uh, I want to ask you a little bit about the uh, role of culture and especially how culture can be managed when multi multi ethnicities ethnicities are getting hired. You have global uh, presence, right? So one is when you have uh, uh, employees from different cities and even different countries, how do you manage that? And second uh, is if you've been the part of any merger and acquisition, uh, you know, a, a new a whole new team comes together, they have a slightly different culture. How do you integrate them into the organization? What are the challenges and, and what are the do's and don'ts if you, if you may? Right. So I'll answer the second one first. So when two companies come together and obviously if some, one company has acquired the other one, the expectation or the assumption or, of our employees would be the acquiring company would think that now they should behave like us by default. That's the thought in their mind. The acquired company would think now they'll take over. And now they have because already taken over, we will have to behave like them. I think a clear communication as a starting point will really help where the management has to take the responsibility of clearly going to their employees and telling them that this is just the start. Whether the culture will become one, the processes will become one, we don't know. You know, it's more like two liquids. You put the other one in a glass, it will take its own time to, you know, get settled. Second option is you take a, a you know, stirrer and just stir it. And then suddenly you make a juice out of it and you would you would not be able to differentiate. So you right. really have to decide that how soon you want to see that stage. And mm. for that, I think first and the second, third, fourth, whatever steps we are doing, communication plays a critical role. It will always be difficult for human beings to change in a day or probably for a few a month or you know six months would also be less. You have to understand your people if you don't want them to leave the organization immediately. So you need to understand, you need to understand the pulse of your organization, your teams, your employees, and define these steps accordingly. It will take enough time. I think any successful uh, merger or acquisition with respect to people processes, if you go by data also, none has taken less, less than six to eight months to at least start merging the processes, start telling people that this is how it would be. And that's how it, it has to be. Keep it simple, keep it slow, let it change on its own. Keep uh, keep adding that, uh, keep adding your bit whenever it's needed, but let it take the form as and when required and when it is feasible. The second one that you asked about, you know, because it's a global piece, 
um, how do we manage? So again, the answer is in the question itself. There are different, uh, you know, places. People are different. Their culture is different. And there is a saying in Hindi, you know, "Jaisa desh, waisa bhees." So you have to really put your policies, processes, also as per them. Uh, no matter we sometimes compare, you know, we talk about trends. We talk about um, five best practices of great organization. There's no need to do a copy paste ever. You understand your people. Whatever is best, looking at the need of that particular location and employees, define that. Never generalize. Don't think that one solution is gonna be the perfect one because it has worked at one place. And if at all we, uh, you know, inclusion and diversity, if at all that is practiced with the diversified culture, with a similar goal, but if at all you have to change at every single level, if you have to adapt at different levels, company policies, people should be open to it, and that's the only only way to deal with different people in different places mm, okay awesome really well said so uh the next question i have a question there from sandhya which is very interesting i'll come to that in a bit uh but before that i want to ask you about uh who who's kind of who who's the owner in making sure uh employees are engaged is it hr is it the leadership in the organization if it is leadership in the organization what is the role that they need to play to make sure that there's a great work culture in the organization I think uh, not only manager, HR, or leadership team, they, these three will definitely fall as a part of that process. But it's also the employees themselves. Because imagine if I create a roadmap for you for your next five years, your growth, your project, your salary increment, anything and everything. And tomorrow I say, you know, this is the future skill which has to be acquired by so and so date or so and so month because this is what we will be into now whatever challenges are there or out of ignorance if you don't get to that level if organization mm -hmm. is doing everything for you but you are not part of the process you will not be able to benefit so mm -hmm. when we are talking about employee engagement that's again a myth and a misconception that first it's owned by hr which definitely not is because HR is not your reporting manager. HR is definitely not a person who gets to interact with each individual on daily basis. It's the respective manager, the respective lead, or your team members. So obviously, the process has to be co-owned between HR and manager when we talk about day-to-day -day things. Leadership will definitely come in picture because we are talking about vision and what we want to set as a company value system and culture. That is something which leadership will have to define. And that has to be enabled by HR and managers. Obviously, these three have played their part. Everything is right there. But you have to take those steps forward, eat what has already been served for you. And that has to be done by the employees. If they don't look at it, they just yeah. pass by and they say, you know, I'm feeling hungry. Trust me, not anybody else's responsibility. So it has to be co-owned. It's the entire organization. Absolutely. I think that's a very, very important point which you mentioned because sometimes the employees might feel that my organization has to organize a training for me. My company has to do this. They have to enable me to do this. My manager has to do this. I think it's it's about time. Uh, th those employees who take charge of their own career and create opportunities for themselves are the one who, who lead and move from executive position to uh, the board. 
<laughs> so to say. Uh, so we, we're almost towards the end of the session, and uh, we've got two very interesting questions. One, Komal from you on on YouTube, she's asked, is it mandatory for every startup to have an HR, or is it only for larger uh, companies when they need to have an HR? This is an interesting question, right? How large should the organization be before they have an HR person or an HR policy in place? So I would say HR is a term, right? When you have a bigger organization, you have to get a Before you answer that, let me share a stat with you, right? 99.8% of the registered companies in India are less than five employees. It's less yeah. than 0.2%, which are more than five employees. We're not even talking about 50, 100 employees. More than five employees is 0.2% of the registered companies in India. So when is it the right time to have an HR? So entrepreneurship at a pace at which it's growing, Shrikant, that number is not going to reduce. Everybody has yeah. realized the capability and capacity to which they can work. And this number will further grow. Um, you know, organizations with fewer number, that is, again, it will always be on a high. Now, what is the exact count when you should have an HR person in the team? So that's what I was saying that one is if you have people in the system, somebody has to be there to take care of the processes. That was the start of HR, right? There are statutory compliances, there are legal aspects, and there are hiring, who will hire, who will talk to them. Mm. So instead of the terminology of HR, mm. if you being the owner of the company, if you are already doing all these things, and if you know that for next three years, my company is going to be a five employee company. And with two of us who are the founders or co-founders, we will be able to do whatever is required. There's no need for HR. Because HR is not a mandatory position in the organization. HR role is a mandatory role in the organization. Who is playing is, that's not really important. Nobody is, as far as you are, your statutory compliances are in place, you are able to take care of uh, legal aspect, as far as your uh, comp and ben is taken care, nobody is going to question you, where is your HR person, right? Awesome. So that's the answer. There's no, there's no number. A lot of organization with even 200 employees can do without an HR person, but HR role has to be taken care of. Awesome. Fantastic answer. Really loved it. One last question before wind up is, is from Sandhya, uh, who says, uh, should stress management be applied for all organizations, irrespective of their genre or job that they're doing? So I'll explain that a little bit on how do you uh, uh, have a stress management policy or a session or, or you know, how, how do you uh, teach people to manage stress better within the organization. So that's the um, that's the toughest task I would say to teach a person to manage stress because if at all it was manageable, it would not fall in stress category. Actually, it would be more like a problem that I have today and tomorrow that will be sorted out. Stress is definitely a little higher than you know the regular problem. Right. Now. Can you teach a person? Probably probably not. Because when you're already in that mode, no matter how much I tell you and do counseling, you will take your own time to get out of it or come out of it. It's important when you are working in an organization, not any sector-wise, any individual. All human resources must be going through some or the other stress, if not related to work, probably related to something else. We What we can do it in organization is, we can give trainings to our managers. You know, sometimes we are very uh, disconnected in the way we reply and treat our people. You know, somebody would call, 
I need a day leave. Hmm. Instead of asking why, we say, अरे अभी तो लिया था. Last hmm. week you were there on leave, right? How many leaves do you need? Now, do you think that individual will have guts to tell you what the problem is? Because the starting itself is bad. So yeah. that's where I mean, obviously, it's a very elaborated question, and it will have a big answer. But to conclude, I would say we need to tell people who are handling people, which is not only manager, which are colleagues and peers as well. We need to tell each human being of our company or organization. that deal with each other as a human being when you right. ask a question just do one step um, approach think if i was treated or i was asked the same question how would i feel if the answer is that i would have felt good go ahead if you think i would have not felt good don't ask ask relevant questions see to what an extent you can help if it is out of your control which in most of the cases would be if somebody is under family stress what can you do you're not a family court so what will you be able to do at least say that yes i understand i can't do anything at your family end but let me know if i can attach one more person who can help you with your work and you can focus on your family for some time so the approach has to be more human than technical or logical that's the only way of managing stress or managing people with whom we are working Awesome, fantastic! I have one last question, which has actually come from Maria from Facebook. It's a really interesting question. Can an engineer also become an HR, or does he have does he or she have to be qualified with an HR diploma? You so kind you of ask, answered that in an in an earlier question, but let's let's try to answer. Yeah. So, if you ask me, uh, I would say anybody can become HR person. So, if you look at my current profile, I had IT, and I have no background of IT, and I am heading IT. i had i'm heading travel i have no background of travel so i feel it's not about the degree it's about your investment your passion and your capability to actually contribute if you think if you go and tell somebody that you know i want to take up hr as a role the only challenge would be if you have already been in the engineering field for 5 years probably your total experience would be considered as 5 years but your relevant experience in hr will considered will be considered as one year or as a fresher mm. which you should be open but people with open mind in hr will they be open to accept you as a hr professional even if you are coming from an engineering background i am sure people would be and people should be because if you can handle people well rest of the things can be learned in no time so yes the answer is you should if at all you are interested you should definitely think of pursuing your career in hr awesome fantastic this has really been good to append to what uh, maria just asked i, I, I want to ask you what according to you are the three most important characters or skills that are required that make a great hr professional i think one is you have to be real when i say real don't go by what organization wants to say communicate what the reality is okay. be empathetic not over empathetic but be empathetic and be a good communicator awesome awesome fantastic i really loved this conversation and i'm sure the audience uh, found great value in this uh, uh, in this session it's been a friday evening almost coming to the end of the day your weekends around really really appreciate uh, dr ankita as well as everyone in the audience for taking the time out and being here and participating uh, in this session thank you so much ankita we had a great time oh i hope you enjoyed it too Oh yes, I I really enjoyed every bit of it, and 
I think your questions made me relive what I had forget forgotten a bit. So thank you so much. I think uh, we suddenly will start valuing our people a little more than what I was doing <laughs> till morning. So thanks. I enjoyed every bit of it. And thank you so much for inviting over Shrikant. Thank you, Dr. Angit Pasing. And thank you, everyone in the audience. Have a fantastic weekend. See you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. This podcast is an Offineeds.com initiative. Offineeds is a leading corporate gifting company based in India. Offineed specializes in custom-made new joiny kits, offering guaranteed home delivery of corporate gifts, setting up and managing official brand stores for companies, and gift voucher solutions from 100 plus brands for your company's top performers. Thank you for listening. I hope you got at least one or two ideas to execute in your own company. Stay tuned for a new employee engagement podcast every week. See you soon.